Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 41. I get a lot of great feedback from our podcast listeners, so I wanted to take some time today to read your emails, tweets, and even Facebook messages. I also wanted to bring one of our very own listeners on to help me answer these messages. And of course, my good friend Michael Poole is on with the show. Welcome back, Michael. Hi, Matt. Hi, podcast listeners. Thanks for having me back on to talk um, email and chat, and I'm excited to discuss it all with you. Great. Here we go. So as I mentioned, we're going to be reading your messages that you send back. And of course, if you're wondering, how do we get in contact with the podcast, Matt? Well, it's very easy. You need to either. You can go on Twitter. We're at VRCLblog on Twitter. Facebook.com. We are well, Facebook.com slash Royal Caribbean Blog. And of course, you can also email me, Matt, M-A-T-T, at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. Or you can call the Royal Caribbean Blog voicemail by calling 408-676-9256. And you know what, Michael? Let's get things started, actually, with one of our voicemails. So we got one from Brandon. So, Brandon, take it away. Hi, Matt. This is Brandon. Just started listening to your Royal Caribbean blog podcast, and what a great podcast this will be. I listened to your specialty restaurant uh, episode this morning, and just wanted to add one more thing about specialty restaurants. My wife and I were able to go on the Oasis of the Seas for our 10-year anniversary, and we decided to celebrate by eating in uh, 150 Park uh, specialty restaurant. And right next to us at the other table was uh, a celebrity, was uh, Chara. So that was really neat to be able to have conversations throughout the meal. She was quite entertaining, just like she would be if she was on stage. So something you didn't mention and something others may want to consider is that in a specialty restaurant, one of the higher ends, you might run into someone who's a celebrity. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Brandon. Great point about being able to maybe see someone famous on the ship. Although, I'll be honest, I don't know who Shara is. Do you know who Shara is, Michael? I do not know who Shara <laughs> is, but maybe he can um, call back in and tell us who Shara is so we all yeah. know. I did a quick Google search. I know who Charo is. And granted, it's before my time still, but I don't know who Shara is. <laughs> Sorry. But you know, you never know. Did you ever meet any celebrities or see any celebrities on your cruises, Michael? I, I have not, but I don't know. My brother always has good luck. He was on a cruise a couple weeks ago, and Adam Goldstein was on there. So, you know, sometimes you get lucky. Here's a good funny story. We were on a we were on Oasis of the Seas. This is a couple years ago. And we we're sitting in the main dining room, and there's this guy there, old man. Uh, I would guess he's 60, 70 maybe, let's say, right? You know. And he's dressed really well every night, but every night he's eating by himself. And every night the staff is like, not groveling, but they are like attending to his every need, right? So I got us thinking, who is this guy? I mean, you know, he's just, he's, he looks kind, he kind of looks like Kirk Douglas, but it's not, we, we, we're certain it's not Kirk Douglas. Anyway, long story short, we go through the whole cruise and we're thinking, man, should we say something to him? Because we kind of feel bad. He's by himself. Maybe he's a millionaire and he wants to spend his money and give it away to somebody. You know, like we're coming up with all these crazy things. And like the last night, we, we eavesdrop on his conversation, and the guy is speaking some language no one knows. And the reason why, I think they just kind of were just being trying to be nice to the man. But if we invited him over there, it would have been awkward because he couldn't speak the same language as him at all. But we thought for sure it was like Kirk Douglas or some millionaire. But alas, no one famous. So after that story, no one, no one famous to report. Anyway, let's go to Twitter. And we have a tweet from Michael Eads at Sonic15E on Twitter. And this is in regards to last week's podcast about St. Martin. 
And Mike says, great podcast, Matt. I also love St. Martin. Listening makes me wish my next cruise was Eastern and not Western. It's all good. There and Michael, are you a big fan of uh, St. Martin or and or the Eastern Caribbean as well? Well, St. Martin's actually my favorite port of call to visit. I think it offers a little bit of something for everyone. Uh, the boardwalk there is just something special with all the local restaurants and music. And then, of course, you can uh, you know have a plane fly just a couple feet above your head. So it, <laughs> it, you know it has a little bit of something for everyone. And the water taxis, I think, is fun too. So St. Martin has always been my favorite port of call to visit. Absolutely, great choices. Lots of stuff to do. No question about that. We also have another tweet from Paul Westbrook at Westbrook Paul on Twitter. Thanks for St. Martin, the show heading there in August on Freedom, and now I really can't wait. Awesome. It's a it's a fun island, and I think you'll enjoy that as well. Let's go to the emails. We have an email from Christopher Percy. Of course, it wouldn't be a Royal Caribbean blog podcast without an email from Christopher Percy, of course. Great <laughs> listener of ours. Great fun. And Christopher says, in episode 38, back-to-back cruises. Back-to-back cruises are great, usually less expense in overall transportation costs. And, of course, if you get the same cabin for both cruises, very convenient as well. Enough said. Absolutely. Good point. Michael, have you done a back-to-back cruise yet? I have done a back-to-back, but I'm not sure it really counts because it was a three-day followed by a four-day. No, that Um, counts. I did it on the Monarch, and I'll tell you, there's something about being on the ship for, you know, an hour and a half, two hours when you're the only one on there. I was just sitting on the pool deck, you know, wondering, where's the bar service? Where's the bar service? But it it was a really unique experience um, being on the ship just by yourself. I mean, I was the only one on the pool deck. Uh, So if you can ever do a back-to-back, I definitely recommend it. Absolutely, and that's great because now, of course, Monarch isn't uh, doing that anymore. It's not on the fleet, but Enchantment does that, does the three and four nights. That's a great way to make a, a seven-night cruise out of uh, normally a ship that doesn't offer seven-night cruises. Did you do the same cabin each night or each I, uh, leg, I should say? I did the same cabin, so it worked out really well. Uh, I did have to get off the ship briefly, but they escort you off and then es- escort you right back on. It was just more of a formality thing. Um didn't really have to go through the whole customs experience, but pretty pretty fun experience. And I know if you do it on Oasis Alert, they typically treat you to a specialty restaurant. So if you can take two weeks off, I would definitely look into it. Absolutely. Next email is from Hunter Rains. Hope you all can escape to another cruise soon. You need to do, you need one before the listener cruise. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> My next cruise is Alert of the Seas again in October, and we're very excited to visit the ship again. Thanks for your podcast on dynamic dining. I'm generally okay with the concept as now envisioned, with the exception of not having the same waitstaff nightly. My fear is that we're going to go down a slippery slope wherein lies the future of only Windjamera-type venues like Park Cafe, Sorrento's Promenade Cafe, etc. Being included in a cruise fair and other more upscale options, at least on par with today's main dining room, will be available for a charge. I do not mean to imply that anything negative towards the above dining venues. I'm merely speaking to their casual setting from the perspective of someone who enjoys the evening formal meal every evening. One of the attractive benefits of cruising is that the relatively low cost compared to that of land-based vacations. If in 10 years time, I'm factoring in an additional $25 to $60 per person per day to the cost of the cruise in order to preserve the ability to have a formal meal every evening, it may evaporate that benefit of cruising sufficiently to allow land-based vacation to become more competitive and potentially attract us away from Royal Caribbean to seek land-based vacations on the islands we already know we enjoy thanks to the ports of calls on Royal Caribbean ships. An odd cycle of events of Royal Caribbean who were to play out on an aggregated scale. Just my two cents. 
of beating the dead horse. Thanks again for all you do on the blog and podcast. I think he raises a good point, and I think that most fans, I know, <laughs> trust, I think we both know, Michael, somebody that we both know very well who is sharing <laughs> Hunter's concerns. And it's, it's, it's a, uh, hi, Jason. It's yeah. a, it's, it's a, I think it's definitely something a lot of people are aware of. I don't think it's going to get to that point anytime soon, if ever. But I agree. I'm, I, I said this on the podcast, I think that, you know, I enjoyed the having the same weights up every night. I had a, one of the best waiters ever on Navigator of the Seas. And, you know, that was like, we had that and they announced this whole thing maybe a month later. I was like, oh, geez, you know, that, that was what's sticking with my mind. But, you know, I kind of have faith in, in Royal Caribbean that they're, that what they're going to present here with dynamic dining is not going to be, uh, not, not the end of the world, certainly, but not even that bad of a thing. It's going to be something different and different is okay too. What do you think, Michael? I, I, I really am excited about dynamic dining, but I do kind of have, you know, I, I miss, I think I'm going to miss having the same wait staff every night because you walk in and they say your name, you know, hi, Matt. Hi, Michael. How was your day? So that's going to be a little bit of an adjustment. I, I, hopefully we never get to the point where, you know, the buffet is the only option. Uh, I, I think Royal Caribbean really wants this to work and they're, they're putting a lot into this. And, you know, I spoke with Adam on the Google Hangout and he assured that, you know, they're going to put all efforts into this and, and they're not going to roll it out if it doesn't work. So, you know, I, I think they're going to work everything out and hopefully we don't have to come to that where it's just a buffet. Yeah, no, I don't think it's going to get that bad. And quite honestly, I think it, there's some really great things about the dynamic dining thing. Because again, I go back to the table on Navigator of the Seas. I ate at Sabor and I loved it. And I wish I could go back there every night. And you know what? With this new dynamic dining, they brought a restaurant like Sabor and I had that kind of experience there on Quantum or Anthem. You know, I could have that kind of experience. So to me, there are some definite pluses to it. So we'll have to wait and see exactly, see how it is exactly. But I have, uh, I have faith. Let's put it that way. Next email is from Kyle in Washington, DC. I'm a new listener to the show, but I was so happy to find a podcast dedicated to all things cruising and Royal Caribbean. I've got every episode queued up on my iPod and I'm making my way through one by one. So far, I love it. In my opinion, it's the perfect mix between your personal experience, listener input, and good old fashioned geeky ship talk. Michael, I think you fit into two of those categories. <laughs> which I'll one are those, Pat? I'll let you figure out which ones they are. <laughs> okay. I recently returned from my very first cruise, a seven-night Eastern Caribbean sailing on Oasis of the Seas. As far as what I thought of the cruising, let's just say I may never take a non-cruise vacation again. I think the anticipation, the planning, and the excitement leading up to the cruise is as much part of the experience as the cruise itself. I'll take a break right here because I agree a thousand percent. And, and Michael, I know you and I really relish the pre-cruise planning process. It's like it's kind of like the the next best thing to the actual to the cruise itself. I, I agree, and especially if you're doing new ports, you can research what to do. Uh, you know, when you're there, good restaurants, and it, it's it's half the fun. You know, planning a cruise that's half the fun to me. Absolutely. Uh, Kyle continues. Anyway, just. This morning, my friends and I put down a deposit for Quantum of the Seas. When we heard the ship was permanently relocated to China, we decided it was now or never. Well, imagine my excitement as I was browsing your website and discovered that your Royal Caribbean blog.com group sailing was the same week we just booked. I look forward to seeing you and my fellow Royal Caribbean blog.com fans on board and toasting to a beautiful and groundbreaking new ship. Kyle, that is awesome that you're going to be on the same ship as us. It's, I think it's going to be fantastic when I'm walking around the ship and I'm hoping by like day two, it's going to be like, hey, it's Kyle. You know, hey, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's everyone on there and you get to know everyone. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And, um, I'm really looking forward to things. It's going to be a great time. And I think all of our, 
also all of our listeners should send messages to Michael here and encourage him to book <laughs> because we were, you know, back to back cruises, Michael, you know, I, you said how great it was. Two I weeks. know. I knew you were going to say this. I was like, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Michael has not yet booked the group cruise. Just, just saying. I, I will do my best and book it because as we get closer, more and more people are signing up and I just can't even fathom thinking of you guys out there without me. So we'll see. Exactly. All right. All right. Next email is from Jen from Massachusetts. I've been listening to your podcast for about one month now. I'm totally hooked. We went on our first cruise in 2013 and have our third scheduled for January 2015. For this upcoming cruise, I was thinking about the getting the replenished drink package as I do not drink, but spent quite a bit on water, sodas, etc. on previous cruises. Do you know what non-alcoholic cocktails would be included? Also, do you know if Red Bulls, Starbucks coffees, and gratuities are included in the package? Lastly, you only get one drink at a time, or can you get two? The replenish package is actually a really good deal, and I saw it firsthand on Navigator this season. It was the first time that it, you know I had been able to experience it on a Royal Caribbean cruise. You know, previous cruises it wasn't available, and this is a really cool package because it offers quite a bit. Michael, have you done this one? Because I haven't done it personally. I was just talking actually to some other blog readers who commented to me that they were using it and they thought it was just a steal. I haven't tried it because I'd typically go with one of the other packages, but the fact that bottled water comes in it, your sodas come in it, you can get yep. non-alcoholic um, cocktails. Um, I'm pretty sure if there's some coffees included in it too. Um, yeah, so the, yeah, the one thing I was sorry, sorry to cut you off, the one of the listeners alerted me that the Starbucks coffees are included, which to me was like, dude, that's like that's a quarter of the package in one drink right there. Yeah, if I didn't yeah. realize Starbucks, but if they're included, then that's a that's a no brainer to me. Especially if your ship has Starbucks on it. Then yep, the full list is premium. Co- I'll put a link by the way in the show notes, so you don't have to jot this all down. But uh, premium coffee, premium tea, bottled water, sparkling water, still water, fresh squeezed orange juice, non alcoholic cocktails, and fountain soda with souvenir Coca Cola cup. So basically, the soda package right there. And uh, yeah, it's it's a good deal, especially. For someone I think like Jen, who you know enjoys a number of drinks, and you know it's twenty bucks a day per person, and so I think you could generally get. I think it's not too difficult because again, you get the orange juice in the morning. That's a couple of bucks right there, four or five bucks. You get a Starbucks coffee maybe after, so there's ten dollars. You know, you get a couple of sodas or a water, and you and you've broken even essentially probably. So not a bad. The other question was, I'm not sure about Red Bulls. I think they should because they're non-alcoholic on their own, obviously. And gratuity definitely is included, so you don't have to worry about that at all. Also, Jen writes, in addition, I did want to chime in on the spa services on an adventure of the seas I had in 2013. I had a deep tissue massage sugar scrub combo and acupuncture. Unfortunately, my massage therapist talked me the entire session on personal matters, which made it hard <laughs> to relax. It even stopped my massage 15 minutes early to sell me products I didn't want. The cost of the service was $250 without gratuity, so I left disappointed. And the acupuncture was interesting, but not for me. The doctor was knowledgeable and professional. I'm hoping to try it again and have a better experience on my upcoming cruise. That's interesting that I mean, it's, it's too bad that it didn't work out with the masseuse because all the massages that I've had and my wife has had, we, they've all been wonderful. And certainly, in fact, most of the time, they don't have to talk to you at all. They just ask you some basics at the beginning, like, you know, do you have any, like, injuries or things to avoid or whatever and and then it's just, and then it's drool factory <laughs> and, yeah. and and you know it's like wow it's already been 90 minutes so uh but they do 
they do do the they do do the hard sell uh, a little bit at the end of every massage. But you know, if you're pretty certain, be like, nah, I'm not interested. But thank you very much. They usually, you know, they can tell pretty quickly. If you hem and haw about it, well, I don't know. Then they'll smell blood in the water, and they might try to push it a little more. But uh, certainly, it's never been an issue, or certainly, it wouldn't be something that I would avoid a massage about. So, just something to keep in mind there. And let's go back to the emails. And we have an email from... Here's an interesting one. Bridget Swart from Gainesville, Virginia. Hey there, Matt. I'm a huge fan of WGW Today. I've been listening many years and recently started listening to your Royal Caribbean blog podcast. Just last week, we booked our first Royal Caribbean cruise, a nine-night New England-Canada cruise on Liberty of the Seas, sailing in August 2015. So I'm very voraciously, that's the word, I can't read, voraciously scouring the internet for as much info as possible, and I absolutely love your new podcast. Yes, I know it's over a year away, but I can't wait to start planning. We've only ever taken carnival cruises in the past, but we decided to upgrade, quote-unquote, and take a Royal Caribbean cruise for a change. Everything I've read or heard says that Royal Caribbean is better than carnival overall, but what I would like to know is if you have ever taken a carnival cruise and how that will compare to a Royal Caribbean cruise. We're a family of five, my husband and I, and our children, that are three of them, ages 12, 11, and 9. What things should I make sure not to miss? What differences can I expect? I'm a super planner, and I'm going to love to get as much info as possible before cruising. Thanks for all your help and future podcasts. So I have not cruised with Carnival. I've cruised with Disney. I've cruised with Norwegian. Never Carnival, though. Michael, have you? I have cruised with Carnival. It was some years ago um, on the Imagination. That was my first cruise. It was actually in 98, so it was quite some time ago. Um, so I don't know that I have the most valid you know, pros and cons between the two lines. But, uh, you know, that's something you can, you know, decide. But I, I do feel like that Royal Caribbean offers a, a higher value uh, for your for your dollar with the entertainment, um, the ship itself. There's just, it's in a, a vacation itself. You know, I think your kids will love the flow rider and um, a nine-day cruise. I mean, God, I'm jealous of that. I've always wanted to do longer than a seven. So that's going to be fabulous. And that itinerary, that's something I don't have any experience with, but... That sounds like a great cruise. Yeah, I'd love to be able to do the New England Canada cruise, especially on Liberty, because that's, of course, replacing Explorer of the season. I'm sure Bridget saw that and jumped right on, because Explorer's been up there for forever, it seems. Yeah. So having a, a different ship up there is going to be a big deal, and Liberty's a beautiful ship. Michael, it's like your second home, isn't it? Uh, it is. I have sailed on the, the Liberty a couple times, so I'm very familiar with it. Uh, you're going to love the ship. It's beautiful. The promenade, when you get on there, it's going to be something that you, you never experience with Carnival. So just look forward to that moment. Yeah, promenade's great. Also, be able to make sure you see uh, the special show, the Broadway show that's on there, which is Saturday Night Fever. It's a great show. It's a Broadway. It is a Broadway show. It's not like Broadway caliber. It is a Broadway show, the same one you would see if it was coming to your town. And it's uh, it's great. So, of course, that's a lot of money right there because if you go just you and your husband, forget your kids, which are could definitely come as well. I mean, that's that's uh, probably a good hundred bucks easy. So, you know, great. And that's free, of course, on the cruise. So make sure you see that. Um, there's, of course, especially restaurants, which we're big fans of, and you want to check that out. Is there one in particular on, since you're the Liberty of the Seas guru, Michael, is there one on, on Liberty that you prefer? Is it just Chops? It's Chops and Portofino's, and I would also recommend the Ice Show. You don't want to miss that. Oh, that's yes. Gonna be- that's going to be a fun. I would take the whole family. Um, you, that you, you do have to get tickets, but they're free. Uh, on day two that morning, you'll go down to the promenade and get tickets. Um, just select the time you want, but take the whole family and, and go early, get a good prime seat. That'll be a fun show. 
Absolutely. Good good, uh, good advice right there. The ice shows, not just on Liberty, but any of them that they offer. The ice shows, they're wonderful. I really, really enjoy them. Even if you think yourself... You know, I'm not an ice show fan because let me tell you something, folks. I am not the person who's who came into a roller derby cruise. Goes, yeah, you know what I want to see? An ice show. But I got <laughs> dragged to it, and I am so glad my wife did it because I had it. It's, it's one of the things I always look forward to. Yeah, it's a great time, and make sure you uh, end the cruise with the quest. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> Good advice, right there. And definitely don't Google anything about the quest beforehand because it'll just ruin it. Just go in with no idea what it is and you'll have a good time. But leave the kids leave the kids back in the room. Yes, for that one. <laughs> uh, we have a Facebook message from Lupita DeLucha. Hi, Matt. Love listening to your podcast on my way to work to keep me going until our next cruise or Disney World trip. I have a question about our next cruise. After our first Royal Caribbean cruise on our honeymoon, my husband and I are hooked. We want to try the Oasis of the Seas in October 2015 and want to book, take advantage of a upcoming sale. We're planning on going with my in-laws and another couple of ours. They've never been on a cruise, but are excited since we have talked up so much. On our honeymoon, we did a Freedom of the Seas, Eastern Caribbean, and love the ports. I would love to go to St. Thomas again. However, we'd also like to try something new. Would you recommend the Eastern or Western Caribbean? I also noticed that Oasis doesn't stop at Coco Cay, which we enjoyed. Thanks in advance for your response. Keeping up going between trips. Dude, this is like the perennial Royal Caribbean discussion among Americans, right? <laughs> Eastern or Western Caribbean cruise. And it's honestly, it's, it's a really tough question. I go both ways because you go, well, there's, we talked about St. Martin. That's a great Eastern Caribbean cruise, but you have, of course, the wonderful island of Labadee on the Western Caribbean. You have Cozumel on the Western. You know, it, it's it's really it, it's it's really tough. Um, you know, when I was thinking about this, Michael. You know, what would I recommend, Eastern or Western? You know, I would pr- in 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 their situation since they've done Eastern, I would go Western. And there's a couple reasons. One, again, try something new. Nothing wrong with that, right? And second, you get to stop at Labadee. I know they mentioned not going to Coco Cay. Don't worry because I think Labadee is better than Coco Cay. Actually, they're both. I mean, it's like again, it's like choosing between cuts of steak. They're both steak. It's going to be awesome. But you know. <laughs> It's a good, uh, it's a good meal nonetheless. So, but Labadee is one of my favorite ports of all. It's a beautiful private island that Royal Caribbean operates. I think it is the best private island that cruise lines operate. Honestly, it's not even an island, it's a peninsula, but it's really that fun. It's a great thing. And of course, you get to visit Cozumel. You get to visit Falmouth, which is, uh, up and coming certainly, but I think they've done a really good job over there. It's got some really fun things to do in Jamaica. So again, variety. So you're going to try something completely new and, you're also going to be able to go to some of my favorite ports as well. But, Michael, what's your opinion on it? I like to alternate. So being that they've done the Eastern, I, w- I would definitely go with the Western. Uh, Labadee, like you said, it has so much to offer. There's zip lining, roller coaster through the forest. Um, you know, you can lay on the beach all day. There's huts you can rent, big barbecue lunch, just like Coco Cay. So you're familiar with that. You don't have to tender there, so you don't have to worry about the tender boats. And then Cozumel, there's so much to do in Cozumel. There's it's almost overwhelming the options that you have in Cozumel. Um, and then Falmont, like you said, it's a new port and it, it's beautiful when you pull up. I mean, it, everything is so new in Falmont. So I would definitely look into Western and normally you can find a little better deals on the Western. So it's a win-win. Yeah, it is interesting. I've noticed that on Freedom of the Seas that the Western was always slightly cheaper than Eastern, but, and I was like, okay, whatever. And that's probably why I did more Western than I've done Eastern, but 
uh, yeah, why not save a couple a little money? And also, for the record, Michael, I like the way you pronounce it in your southern accent. Uh, Palmont. <laughs> that's, that's the Tennessee accent. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last email here, Michael, and it's from a good friend of ours. It's from uh, Sean Wallace. He actually emailed us in. Usually he tweets me everything that, that's going on. But, of course, Sean's a great guy. And Sean writes, great episode on St. Martin. It was one of my favorite ports to visit. They have some of the best beaches in the Caribbean. I always look forward to Orient Beach. The amenities like food and bar service that you mentioned make for such a relaxing day. One fun excursion that we have done in the past is America's Cup yacht racing on real 12-meter yachts. You become part of the crew and have a job, quote-unquote, while you race another yacht through a course. It's a very unique experience. They capture a photo of you doing the race, quote-unquote, of course, that you can purchase, but the excursion included a souvenir t-shirt. Next time in St. Martin, I want to try Maho Beach for a drink and watch the planes land. It looks like a great bucket list item. Thank you for the great midweek escape and reminding me of some wonderful times on Royal Caribbean Cruises. That does sound like a fun excursion, doesn't it? It does. I'm like, how did he find that excursion? That sounds so much fun. Very adventurous. Yeah, I think that's a, I want to say it's a Royal Caribbean excursion. Okay. Um, because it's pretty in, intense, but that's pretty cool. Obviously, I can't bring my three-year-old daughter on there, but uh, it sounds like something might be fun, especially for adults, or or maybe like if you and your brother, Michael, were going on a cruise, that'd be something fun to do, right? You know, it's a little a little different, not just sitting at the beach all day. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, try something new. Why not? And that, that sounds incredible. Um, I'd like to hear more about that, so maybe type up a review. That sounds really great. Yeah, it's always fun to be able to try different things, and again, there's so much to do on St. Martin, so thank you for the email, Sean, and of course... That are up this episode, but of course, as I mentioned earlier, we want to hear from you. So if you've got your thoughts and comments or questions, whatever's on your mind about Royal Caribbean, this is your venue and I and or Michael will help read them <laughs> and answer them. And just, you know, it's, it's a good event. You don't have to just have a question. If you have a observation, a comment. We'd love to hear it. This is feel free. Like this is your forum of Royal Caribbean stuff, I guess. So that's the best way to put it. So, uh, Matt, M-A-T-T at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. You can also call the voicemail so we can hear your lovely voice and, uh, make comments about its, uh, accent. No, I wouldn't. Just Michael. <laughs> I make fun of. That's, That's uh, okay. 408 9256 Michael, thank you so much for helping us be a part of this and, and, and answering some emails here. It's always fun to have someone else. I'm not just talking to myself constantly. Hey, thanks for having me, Matt. And it's always fun to talk cruise talk to all of our loyal to royal fans. So thank you. Absolutely. And so until next time, we'll talk again soon. <laughs>